Clanksby Hill. We had a very long, we made Norwegian style procession. No, no, no. We hit one another. Let's go and find her. Where are you going, Master? For a drink. Okay, you guys want anything else? Um, three butter beers and some ginger and wine, please. Six shots of giggle water. Oh, great, huh? This snake juice is basically rat poison. I've spent my whole life right here in Lackawanna County. It's a drink, I like it. I know, it's great, right? Yeah. Another! Hey guys, if you're new here, welcome. This is a doctor and a lawyer and a pilot walking to a bar. Uh, we got to talking because uh, there's been a lot of Star Wars stuff coming out. And while there's been a very... lot of stuff coming out, and I just can't even right now. Just... Let's just be real. No, no, we're just, I don't know what you're talking about, Cody. The world is not in shambles, everything is good. <laughs> Star Wars. Uh, people have Star described... Wars may or may not be in champions, but um, that's they, what our we had. Is. We had a shirt made our first year of med school, and it was I, I designed it, but it was from an analogy that everyone uses that med school is trying to like is trying to take a sip from a fire hydrant. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> Law school made a similar analogy. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and that's the deluge of content of drama in the world right now is I, I can see how it'd be a little hard. So what better thing to talk about than our political beliefs <laughs> in terms of the empire? What do we feel? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> see, I sold it. I sold was, it and you believed it. Was the empire right? Let's discuss. Mm, no, but <laughs> moving on. <laughs> There's there's a subreddit uh, called the Empire did no wrong or something like that, and it's so funny because it's all these people that are just like posting like the opinion of the Empire, like, "Hey, we created jobs and security." And <laughs> I, I actually would love to see like a short film or something of like Star Wars Empire POV. Like just laced oh, in the, Imperial the SNL episode where Adam Driver, yeah, yeah Adam Driver yeah, yeah. goes in. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole bunch of just like, man, this new guy Matt, he sucks. <laughs> like, I'm not actually Matt. My name is Kylo Ren. <laughs> like, yeah, we knew, we knew it was you. One of my favorite things in Disney Star Wars is the fact that the Imperial March is now source music. That Imperial, the Imperial March exists in universe as a song that people hear. What? Yes. Yes. It is a song that people like in Star Wars Rebels, they had a parade where the Imperial March was played in the parade. Are you saying that it is actually. It is played in the parade and it's in solo. So it's not just an animated live action thing. Like there's like a hollow net commercial that shows up in solo and it's the Imperial March is like huh. the background music of this commercial. Huh? Yeah. They, they did that in Harry Potter. Actually. I don't know if you remember this, but um, they, they kind of wrote it out of the book. Harry ends up, you know, uh, ends up getting a flute from Hagrid as a Christmas present. And right. that's what they used to put Fluffy asleep. But in the movie, the harp was still playing from when Professor Curl mm -hmm. had already gone down there. And so they write the flute part in when Hagrid is sitting outside of his hut and he's playing the flute and he's playing Hedwig's theme. Right. I forgot about so, that. So this yeah. is, you, you guys have uh, piqued my movie uh, love, cinema love. This is called diegetic music, which is where... Mm -hmm. It exists in the universe of a film. And so what you're hearing, what you're hearing on screen is what the people are hearing. And so like movies like Baby There's... Driver, where mm -hmm. the music is playing and then you're hearing that that's diegetic music. So it's interesting. Two podcast recommends for the both of you. And I'm going to put it in the show notes. Okay. There is, um, Rebel Force Radio, which is okay. like the radio show level quality of Star Wars. If you go back in time to about 2015, 2016, you'll find, uh, oh, what was it called? 
it was a podcast series that they did within that feed on the scores of on the scores of Star Wars, where it was just like a systematic from an actual composer breakdown of that's cool the star the Star Wars soundtracks from David W. Collins. David W. Collins then turned around and got an iHeartRadio podcast called The Soundtrack Show, which he does the same thing with other movies. Hmm. All I, right. I remember you talking about that. Yeah. I can't remember what the like what that series was called. Star Wars Oxygen. Uh, Star Wars Oxygen. It was uh it's in the Rebel Force Radio feed. It's in the it's in the Rebel Force radio feed. You have to kind of go back about five or six years. They did like 2015, 2016. <laughs> no big. And only, uh, only seven hundred episodes back. It's not a <laughs> find it. And... Well, to to their credit, they leave everything posted. They leave Good everything posted. They're, Some they're, podcasts don't do that. They're paying for the top tier of the hosting on that <laughs> exactly. on that back end. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Alex, so, what did you uh, so? Why don't you say what kind of prompted? <laughs> so, all right, okay. you don't have is... to peel the curtain completely back on all it. Right. But... No, no, I'll I'll peel the curtain back pretty far. But basically, sometimes there's there's a distinction between being negative and having a valid criticism. And sometimes negativity is a a shtick because it's funny. It can be fun. But in in all sincerity, I never want to be negative. Like even if I have a a criticism of something, I genuinely want to have a good time discussing it and and have a good time with you all as my friends, right? So we just started like getting into, you know, how toxic people in general humanity can get mm-hmm. like talking about how the extremes of fandom can just be so vitriolic and hateful and so we thought it'd be a really fun idea to explore what is the state of the star wars fandom because uh, we all come to this from different perspectives but also mm-hmm. different points in fandom mm-hmm. uh and so kind of want to just see what everyone's thoughts are and where we personally are permission to interject a point i just denied (laughs) (laughs) what about march on (laughs) what about harry potter fandom as well i mean this could be toxic toxic fandoms yes we're we're using star wars as the launching point but Uh uh-huh okay you know for for me as someone who, again, going back to our, our movie theory, why we go see movies, what it is, I love when a movie, you can feel the passion that a director, a writing team, a creative team put into something. And personally, even though I can look back and using Star Wars in particular, when I look back, and, and same for Harry Potter, when you look at episodes one, two, and three, Chris Columbus, Alfonso Cuaron, like they made some of the best Harry Potter movies. When you look at the prequels and the original trilogy, that is George Lucas pouring out his soul. Mm-hmm. And then something happens when Warner Brothers and Disney take the helm. And all of a sudden, there's a really noticeable shift where you get the guy who did Star Trek to come in and direct. And all of a sudden, it feels... Oh, and I can even top it off on that. Trek fans hate the J.J. films. Oh, for sure. Like the hardcore hardcore Trek fans hate the J.J. films. Like, if they'll give one a pass, it's Star Trek Beyond. Because that one is the one that's not directed by J.J. Abrams. (laughs) Well, and and so... (laughs) Where where this conversation stemmed, and, and I won't bear all of my thoughts on You're a terrible uh, person, series. you should be ashamed. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that was already a given. Everyone who listened to this podcast. <laughs> but where this stemmed from is that I I said in our private chat, and I won't dive in too deep because I know we're still planning to talk about this with a few surprise guest hosts, but um, <laughs> I personally felt like Kenobi at a certain point kind of felt like a cash grab it didn't feel like the same passion and even you know and i made a slight joke about it that i was like hey you know who we should have direct this show is the same lady who directed all the other cash grab spinoffs because it (laughs) just felt like enough like deborah Mm -hmm. chow god Mm -hmm. her she did 
Better Call Saul. She did a, a Beauty and the Beast TV show that was short-lived in Canada. And she did two episodes of The Mandalorian. And that's about it. So it's like, oh, and she did a Walking Dead spinoff too. Sorry, I forgot. How could you forget the Walking Dead spinoff? Fear of the so, Walking Dead? Was that that one? I think so. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, it was, it was very know. obvious that they were like, you know what? Let's make some money off of this because people are going to uh, eat this out of our hands no matter how bad it is. Yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, yes, that spurred me to be a little extra, like poke the bear a little bit. But at the yeah. end of the day, as someone who was like, man, I really like these characters. This this sucks. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it doesn't suck, suck, but it just, it stinks because it's like, oh, where's the passion? I'm, where's the I love? Was, I was listening to uh, Rule the Galaxy, which is the kind of the, if I tip back into Star Wars podcasting, it's that's the one I go to because they they have as frequent guests the who they've lovingly dubbed the Georgia Star Wars Mafia, which is the... Uh... Is that the Dumbledore's <laughs> army of Star Wars? It's all, yes. of the, yes. it's all of the Star Wars podcasts I've listened to over the years that they just so happen to be located in the state of Georgia. Like, okay. they, they happen okay. to have... Yeah, Glosson from Geek Out Loud, Scott Rifen, Riley from the Star Wars Report, all of those guys. They call them, they, they've, <laughs> this podcast has unofficially the named them the Georgia Star Wars Mafia. It'd be um, a real shame if something happened to your spinoff show. <laughs> wouldn't want us to have to review it now, would you? And so Glosson from Geek Out Loud, who I will bring him up a lot just through the years because he's my first podcast and I still listen to him going back to like 2008. Like I've listened to him since like Podcasts 2008. have been around since 2008? <laughs> I, and I uploaded them on my I thought we were the very first podcast ever in existence. What's <laughs> happening, folks? <laughs> <laughs> and I loaded it up on my iPod video at the time. Oh my goodness. <laughs> those are great times. <laughs> Missed those I loaded, days. R.I.P. Be because... <laughs> Because iTunes cost money, but podcasts did not. True. <laughs> that's why. That's Truth. why I discovered. That's why I discovered podcasts because we also didn't have internet that was able to load video <laughs> until so, 2016. So I guess I'll, I'll just I'll leave it as for me. I'm saying the passion project is it. Like I I, I feel the passion of somebody for the two of you in your respective fandoms. In, in the, those respective fandoms, do you feel something similar or is it like, do you feel that I'm off base? Where do you all? What Glosson said, he was on this episode of Rule oh, of Galaxy. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't that, realize that's, that's where, where I was. <laughs> that's where I was going. And he had I just said, thought we were on a tangent about podcasts being free. <laughs> and he was on, um, he was on that ep episode. I'm only about 20 minutes through it. And he was, for me. There are parts of Star Wars I love and hold sacred. There are parts of Star Wars that I detest. Cough, cough, the sequels. He hated the sequels. Kenobi Steve fell and in I would get along well. Kenobi fell in the middle for him. And that's where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Like, it felt, there are parts hey, where wait, he wait, was, wait, save this yeah. for the real yeah. one. <laughs> Kenobi fell in the middle on that. And when I heard that, I was just like, Okay, they kind of yeah. like gave yeah. me permission to not be staunch defender, but also to still say, I liked it. Like, <laughs> it's all right I to liked... like it. I'm not saying that I didn't like it either, and I'll get into that. I, I would say that it's like a six and a half, maybe it's... a seven if I'm on a good day, but I didn't hate it. Yeah. You know? Uh, you didn't hate it? Ah. Jeez. Uh, even the dog thought that was a bad joke. He's like, no. I, so no. Here, here's where here's why I am, and this applies to both Harry Potter and this applies to Star Wars. Frankly, this applies to any fandom. It feels like, as a fan of these franchises now, if I leave a movie theater or if the credits roll on whatever streaming service that I'm um, watching something on, and I enjoyed it, then I have work to do. Because yeah. it's hmm. almost as if now I, I enjoyed it. I have to get my thesis paper ready 
to defend yeah. why I enjoyed yeah. it. And sometimes, sometimes I don't, I, I, I just got to the end of it. And it's this like vague thing where you're like, yeah, Hey, why just... did you, why did you enjoy that? And then I flipped the light bulb on the, on the inside of my brain. And all of those thoughts are like cockroaches and they just scatter. And you're just like, <laughs> um, I mean, I just, it's I like, a, I had a good time. Like it was, it, it was, it's, sure. like when, sure. it's like when I saw Jurassic world fallen kingdom, that was, I, I liked it. I that liked was it. <laughs> a dumb movie. Oh, absolutely. Did I have a great absolutely. time with it? I did. And sometimes that disconnect <laughs> is there. You could just look at a movie and go, this is stupid, but there are dinosaurs and islands exploding and just things yeah. that are happening. I that mean, I that enjoy Neanderthal part of your brain is, is clicking. You're like, me see excite. Me like excite. <laughs> yeah. I, I spent I spent a lot of years trying to justify my fandom of the Transformers movies. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna have to spend many years more on that one, Bucko. And then Transformers Four saw it, and I sat there going, "I need to like this. I need to like this. This is Optimus Prime riding a dinosaur. Why am I sad?" Like. <laughs> What, wait, why were you sad, Cody? Why, why were you was sad? I... Was the passion was the passion of Michael Bay in the first one? Yeah, it was. Like, say what you will, but that one was a fun movie. Michael Bay had passion, but it was passion in all of the wrong areas, all the time. <laughs> all right, that's fair. I, I guess the the scene for leaning over the car hood was a bit gratuitous, but like, and it was just like. The third one, so like the first one, absolutely <laughs> loved. Autobots come to Earth. Bumblebee. Like we have then, a cello. I, like Kristen got a cello for Christmas. And I played the cello for like six months in uh, really? high school. He was an orchestra. Was yeah. An orchestra. I, I, so I played the violin. Yeah, but weren't we all? We had one, <laughs> we had one cello player. And the teacher asked me to move to cello because I immediate first I was look at you. six foot tall and I had enormous hands and I could like span the distance between the notes. And she's like, oh, this would be great. I, I six months is not long enough to become proficient on it. And then we got two more cello players the next day. Either way. I have a cello and like that first movie, that score when the Autobots come to earth makes me want to get it out just to learn <laughs> that song. Like just to learn our, that. our mutual friend from governor scholar, Carlos Muniz says that's his yeah. favorite song. Cause he's a cellist. Exactly. Hey, it, yeah, it, Cause hey, he's, cause he's a cellist. What? People are going to like what they like. And I will never take that away from somebody. If you like and, something good for you, yeah. I am. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoy it. The, the second movie, everyone at 2009 Synergy SP knew how much I hated that movie. I <laughs> talked about it incessantly for five weeks. It's just how much I hated that movie. The third movie was like a climb back redemption. I like scripts so, when it feels like you have given the plot or given the action sequences to a nine-year-old. <laughs> because... Then, like, I feel like I feel like some some of Boba Fett, like when he's riding the Rancor, like, oh, this is somebody. <laughs> oh, that was cool, their... but the uh, cool. multicolored crayon bikes. Yeah, that's when you know you accidentally dump over your Power Rangers in your Star Wars figures, and you're like, yeah, I'll just run with it. But it feels like who, somebody who took... spilled their Spy Kids in my in it my feels happy. Like meal. Somebody took their Boba Fett, crammed it on top of a Rancor, and went. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> I can get behind transform. Like, I am. I think you just found the perfect analogy because there's a there was a YouTuber. I think it was maybe Karsten Runquist. I'll find it. I'll I'll send you the link so I can give proper accreditation. But he he talks about um, the the sequels felt like two kids playing with their action figures saying and now we're gonna be really serious and then the other kid takes over and goes no i'm gonna make them kiss and then the other kid steals them back and he goes no i'm gonna make them fight and i'm killing your character because i hate you and i was like that is the perfect analogy because uh, like there's just but you know what that boba it, fett it, felt like the kid who was like playing in the other sandbox and was having a good time yeah yeah i want to be his friend 
Transformers 2 felt like they gave the the script to like two 15-year-old boys. Who've listened who, to a lot of Joe Rogan and, and didn't not know in what, a good way. And didn't know how to channel their hormones. At one point, there was an RC robot that comes up and just straight up starts humping this guy's leg. There were horrendous racial stereotypes in some of the robots in that movie. We are not getting into that. We will no, be demonetized de to be demonetized again. That Revenge of the Fallen has fallen in my eyes. <laughs> exactly. Transformers ah. 3, on the other hand, that's the one where... Optimus Prime about, punches him in the face. It comes out of the screen in 3D, and I'm like, this is this is great. I, 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 am, I am very happy. <laughs> Uh, and then so i think william you actually hit on something interesting there that i guess to to get into our philosophizing that we like to do <laughs> um i think you're like i feel the need to have a thesis and i think that's just it like we are such a social media obsessed generation from millennial down to gen z and whoever's coming after we just have to like Back in the day, there's there's an Ethan Hawke clip from a couple years back where he talks about like back in the day, there was no high art and low art. You went and saw a movie and you liked it. You didn't check Rotten Tomatoes beforehand because it didn't exist. Mm -hmm. You liked the movies you liked. You sat down and you enjoyed them or you didn't enjoy them. And that was that. You told your, your closest friends like, man, I saw a dumb movie or, hey, I saw a really cool movie. And that was it. But now we're like, oh, I have... 7,000 followers on Twitter. They all need to know my opinion of everything at every <laughs> given second. What uh -huh. will my Instagram followers think if I don't put it on my story? And so it's kind of like this, like, I need to have an opinion of everything at all the time. And I am so guilty of that. So, Oh, oh me too. Me. I'm a lawyer. Like, I do opinions <laughs> for a living. Right. Right. But... But like, I'm also a very opinionated person to begin with, so it's really, really great to have you guys because I'm like, I need to tell you about this. I need to, you know, we need to talk about this and discuss it. I'm going to have a rationale for my opinions, but, like, I think as a generational thing from maybe our parents down to Gen Z, we just feel the need to shout our opinions into the void, and we have to be ready to defend it because everyone's so heated about everything all of the time. And sometimes I don't just want a thought. To. Can, right. can, can I uh, read my review from J July 1st, 2014 of Transformers Age of Extinction? Please. Yes. <laughs> Ooh. I'm, I'm scared for this one. How long of a soliloquy are we in a, for? A Facebook post from eight years ago. This is only <laughs> going to this is only going to turn out well. I, I'm actually really proud of this one and kind of bring it up oh, every couple of years or so. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I like there how good... we use Facebook for two different, whenever I see Facebook memory from eight years ago, I'm like, oh, thank goodness, a chance to delete it. And you're like, ah, yes, <laughs> yeah, a gem. Me. That's me. <laughs> a gem. Oh, I have a chance to delete most of my posts, but this one is like the diamond in the rough. <laughs> okay. There are good movies. There are bad movies. And then there are Transformers movies. Ah, uh, yes. I just got out of theater seeing Transformers Age of Extinction. And I can tell you that I left the movie physically exhausted. <laughs> Transformers <laughs> is a symbol of everything that is wrong and everything that is right with American culture. Wow. <laughs> you will never find an action hero that represents the core of what it means to be an American better than Optimus Prime. A defender of freedom, a champion of the pressed, and a giant flippant semi-truck to boot. <laughs> Would you say he's a national treasure? Who's his? <laughs> We're not sure. Yes. Optimus. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Optimus Prime is a national treasure. There's something to be said about an illegal alien being the... Uh, <laughs> America's Weird. <laughs> I am a Superman fan after all. <laughs> Every all right. time I watch one of these films, I know that my attention span is slowly dying and I am entering into sensory overload. But frankly, I do not care. These are fun popcorn flicks in which you do not have to think too hard because you have lost the capacity to think. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> oh, man. Transformers 4 is to the Transformers franchise with the Amazing Spider-Man 2. This was 2014 after all. 2014 after uh, all. Yes, yes. Is to the Spider-Man franchise. A movie that packs in a glut of subplots and storylines that are barely coherent that it's set up movie that set up the movie for future sequels. And there After was a robot rhinoceros in both of them. 
after Paramount lost Indiana Jones all of their Marvel and all of their Marvel properties to Disney, it is clear they are doubling down on this franchise until it is run dry. It set up it set up a rejuvenated franchise. This is when I was still trying to justify it, like it actually not being that bad. Good luck with that. Um, that it that is weak that is weakened by the setup for future movies. With that being said, Mark Wal- Wahlberg does a fantastic job as the pointless human. <laughs> Optimus Prime, that voice needs to do audiobooks for bedtime stories. <laughs> times he talks, I listen. And the Dinobots, to see Optimus Prime ride a giant robot dinosaur, makes the inner seven-year-olds in me squeal in delight. Out of a ranking of one to ten, I give it a Michael Bay-style explosion. And I think that's all that can really be said. <laughs> you know what's really sad about this movie? The only thing I remember from that movie at all is Mark Wahlberg walking over to that tipped over Bud Light truck and twisting off a Bud Light. I was like, why is there a Bud Light? <laughs> what, where is this advertising coming from? Yeah, the That's only, thing, the only I rem- thing I remember. The only thing That's I remember it. from that movie is them bringing up that her boyfriend is in a relationship with a minor in and Romeo then, and Juliet laws oh, and then going so into the legal loophole to make it okay just wh- why why maybe why? just give her a few years more and say that she's still living at home with her dad maybe that becomes the reason she wants to rebel i don't know uh, uh, yeah so there are i i, did, I didn't even see transformers 5 me neither. I, I was I was done. Wait, I reluctantly. I thought, that was um, which one was that, Cody? Because I, I think you and I went to the Dollar Theater to see that one, didn't we? Uh, no, I don't think we saw. Which the... one did we go together? Was that four? We, we didn't we saw see one of them to... together. That was the one with no. Sir Anthony Hopkins. No, which was the one where uh, Optimus Prime? It, it's like a, a ship that's being flooded, and Optimus is dead for like the eighteenth time. I uh, think yeah, that, that narrowed it down. I th- <laughs> I, th- I think that's it. I did not see it. I did not Maybe. see the last night. I don't think you saw it. I knew, I think we saw that together, and I'm glad that you wiped it from your memory because I walked out <laughs> and I was like, "Man, I like Cody, but I did not like that movie." <laughs> I remember that much. Like, it was just... We were both going through some difficult times, and Transformers <laughs> did not help now, one movie whatsoever. We, now, like, one movie we <laughs> did see together, I do remember seeing together, was during bar prep, the original, the Patty Jenkins Wonder Woman movie. Yes. And... See, and, and let's not even touch the DCEU fandom, because that's the one of the most toxic. You've got the people who are like... You guys want, you know, Zack Snyder's Superman. You're so stupid. He should be quirky. No, you're so stupid for wanting the the, the Superman that's angry all the time. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, and then there's Ezra Miller, and we're not going to touch that story. <laughs> Talk about uh, what, what were you just talking about? Minors or something, William? Romeo uh, and Juliet. Uh, 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 no, no, no. no. Well, we could go into the Hunger Games franchise if we're going to talk about minors. <laughs> this, um, is, this is when minors I and guns. our audio with the Chubby Checker songs. And it's just like at this point, Hollywood needs a new franchise in the sense of no, no more franchises. No more franchises. Road. Toxic. Like, but just like, but I'm so, talking about just originality. Just yeah, something new. Sub, well, they're going to make it a franchise anyways if it's a hit. Like, oh, they're yeah. going they're going to do that. That's just, I'm just accepting that that's the reality of the world we live in. So we went back to what I was saying. When it's a cash grab versus a passion project, I'm out. Well, and that's, like the Rowling wrote the Harry Potter books because like that was her like that was her passion like she was a single mom she was living on welfare she wrote the initial plot on napkins but she wanted to, was rejected 26 out of 27 times by publishers she Imagine said, being she, she, said she said like like she's not touching the wizarding world again until Warner Brothers was like, 
listen, we need more. Here's money. And mm-hmm. so I, the story wasn't, I think the story, the, I think Newt Scamander is a incredibly compelling character. Uh, I think it kind of flies in the face of the traditional male hero stereotype. And I think that's healthy. I think, but it was born out of a Warner Brothers own ZIP that showed up with the Brinks trucks full of money. And she's like, I I like money. I like giving hundreds of millions. Do we all? And she has fallen off of the billionaire list repeatedly because she gives so much money away so i would love to be on and off i mean warner brothers if you want to throw us some money to keep making our stuff yeah we have ideas but (laughs) if you want to buy if if you want to buy warner brothers the doctor and a lawyer walk into a bar and buy our show and just pay off our student loans that's that's all i'll take now that i'll take but do you you really want to want because it's going to be like you're selling us too low there cody it's going to be at&t presents a doctor and a lawyer but oh no 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 warner brothers no wait hbo max presents a no discovery (laughs) it's uh, i i'm gonna never mind we'll let disney buy us (laughs) disney plus i have to change the logo every l8 presents LA presents a doctor and lawyer walk into a bar and HBO Max audio production. <laughs> Don't tell your grandfather that LA is presenting us because oh. he'll just want a piece of it. And next thing we know, we got to have some old man on the show and he's like, I think these crazy wacky de- ideas from the 40s. And you're like, shut up, grandpa, please. We love you, but <laughs> no, you know how I, you talk to your grandparents. I, I, no, because I've I've realized that our grand our grandfathers were incredibly progressive for their age. Yes, never they mind. Were. They're allowed and on the show. They won't offend anybody. I, well, I can that's I not true. I'm, can I tell the story of what? Well, yeah, Papa Murphy. I'm just gonna just highlight oh Papa Murphy. Papa Murphy, and I don't know if this is true. Papa Murphy tells tales. Like he tells tall tales all That's the time. That's part of being a grandfather. You have to, if especially if you're a papa, you have to. He was in Arkansas during the Little Rock Nine incident. What side of the fence was he? Desegregation as a part of the military in that in that whole in that whole escapade. And he told me that, and he told me that he was on a bus. And this elderly black woman comes up on the bus and him being the gentleman that he, that he was at the time, gave the black woman her, his seat on the bus. Good for Papa. In 1950s Arkansas during And her name was Rosa Parks. That unfortunately I <laughs> looked it up and realized it was in Montgomery, Alabama that the whole incident happened. Because yeah, in yeah. my head, <laughs> if it was Rosa Parks, that means my grandfather was partially responsible for the civil rights movement, and that obviously makes him a time lord. So but- my <laughs> ironic, it must be a papa thing yeah. because my my grandfather on my dad's side was papa, and they my my grandfather was from Louisiana in the deep south and you know again an adult in the 50s and 60s right so that being a white man in louisiana in the 50s and 60s you're probably guessing that he was on one side when in reality he was the guy that drove the church bus in the inner city and was every black guy's best friend apparently according to my dad and he was recruited to be on the black basketball team because <laughs> he was the only white guy that could jump. And so <laughs> I, so, but it was hilarious because, you know, again, you, when you start getting into that side of the, again, you want to talk about toxic fandoms. Oh boy. White oh. people have the worst toxic fandom that's ever been known to man. So you, you worry. <laughs> Is your, is your grandpa going to be on that side or is he super cool? Well, thankfully, he was a super cool one. So no one's ever called the Nazis the most toxic fandom ever, but I think I'll be the first. I've broken Cody's audio. Amazing. Okay. 
You didn't break the audio, but <laughs> when, when I was when I was a kid, I had well, a I got to say this isn't my favorite thing in the world. You're wrong. You're very wrong. <laughs> when I was a kid, I had dad my our father's kind of belly laugh in terms of just being the loudest guy in the room. Right. And and kids in elementary school made fun of me for it. It made fun of me for it. So I started, I developed a like silent laugh. So when you hear me like wheezing like that, that's what that is. The audio is not broken. (laughs) Sure. I I watched the, William's watching the audio monitor and the next thing he knows, it goes all the way up and spikes and then it just goes flat line. It's like, it's like a tachycardic patient and he's like, oh my gosh, what's happening with his audio? I'm like a guy who's drunk in a gallon of iced coffee <laughs> after having a five-hour energy. <laughs> accurate. <laughs> oh, so but I guess it must be it must be oh, a pass. Gosh, I don't know. I don't really know where cool we old white guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's just oh, I, toxic I, fandoms. I, though man. I'm glad that I, I, I I'm going to put I, this out on posterity. I'm going to have another interview session with. Mimi and Papal, and just get oh. more stories out of them. Please, get, get bring them st- on the podcast for yeah. crying out loud. I think that would be fun. <laughs> I would, I would, I've said it once, and I'm speaking it into existence now because William will not want to go through the, the trouble to edit it out. I want your father on the show to retell your story time series from his perspective because, again, we all know dads tell the stories the right way in air quotes <laughs> when we went to so i uh, dad uh, has always been a storyteller and i think that's where cody and i get it from when we went camping in october um his cousin alan and his wife brenda they they have oh, become mom and dad's camping buddies <laughs> and we uh kristen feigned that she has never heard it's any the of best way to do before. and we sat there and would ask and we asked him to tell all these stories yes. and I recorded them because I like for posterity, I want Genevieve when she's older and her kids and her mm. grandkids to have oh. Pappy like telling stories. So I am 100% on board for story Ooh. time with the grandkids. Let's do it. I think I'll invite my Nana incredible. and she, uh, you know, Again, she it, was married to Papa before he passed, so she's got could, some of those wacky stories. William, we could do this as a special episode <laughs> because it's only me and Papa Murphy. But the audio of that interview that I did of my Papa Murphy, where I got him to tell stories, I could do that as because Papa Murphy has passed away. He passed away in January. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm sorry guys. Weirdly enough, on that one, like. Life well lived. Life mm. fully well lived. So it was less of a, like, I was distraught and more of like a, you did good, sir. You did good. <laughs> well, like, you, you, so you, you raised, tip the hat where we you, started. You raised the glass. Yeah, again, and... there are podcasts <laughs> with structure. <laughs> which, <laughs> funny there are podcasts enough, that, with segments, and then with, there's us. Which, funny enough, that line came from an episode that hasn't been released yet because William's working on something with it. Is that what happened to it? I wondered <laughs> where that line went. <laughs> yep. yep. Son of a gun. Yep. Uh, so our- there's, there is a special guest that will rename, remain nameless on that episode. Uh, he's kind of hard to get in touch with. Um. So we'll just leave it Are at that. Are you inviting but, um, Stan Bush of the 1984 Transformers soundtrack? Ooh, really close. Touch? Stan Lee. He's been having to use a Ouija board. He's very hard <laughs> to get in touch with. <laughs> it's, it's taken him so long. It just keeps going to the letter it's L. It's been taken hard to get we in don't touch know with. The Touch. Stan Bush, Transformers, the movie from 1984. Nope. Don't get it. It's yeah, lost okay. on me. You, you, you make connections to things like Michael Scott does. I make connections I, to I make connections. It's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon with you because you're like, ah, yes, you said the word level, <laughs> and a level is used to balance things. 
balance is the force. <laughs> Hayden Christensen. Boom. I'm like, what? AKA, yeah, exactly. AKA exactly. in the Chip and Dale situation, you're Chip, I'm Dale. There are podcasts with structure. Oh, I, can we, can there we are please? Podcasts with <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and then there's, uh, well, honestly, like, I think it, it's been fun being a fan of these things. And I think it's, it really is more fun to be positive about it. Um, so let's, let's end things on a light note, guys. I, I want to hear. Your thoughts on, oh, we've kind of done the state of all of these franchises before, uh, and and we're even leading into uh, a special time of the year for William. Uh, for Magic Month, we are we are going to talk all about magic, right? Uh, in, in one form or another. But yes. as a fan of your respective franchises, what are you hopeful for? What would you like to see next? Because I think as as... I'd like to consider myself a positive fan. What are you hopeful for, guys? From the Harry Potter standpoint, and I we have actually have an episode inside of Magic Month called sure. the Wizarding World State of the Union, um, and we are going to talk about what has come, where we're at, and then like where we're going. I'm honestly content. Mm. Like each new thing that comes, the the third Fantastic Beast movie, it wrapped up a lot of the loose ends for me. And I quite liked it. I, I did, yeah. And I am yeah. I sad at the- th And I won't defend that either. <laughs> <laughs> am I sad at the things that could happen during the time frame? Yes. Uh, it's the lowest grossing, so will Warner Brothers re-up it? I don't know. There's talk that the new CEO is meeting with J.K. Rowling. So there's, there, I mean, there's stuff brewing. But um, I'm content. Everything up to this point mm -hmm. is just gravy. I'm probably going to enjoy it because it's inside the wizarding world. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people probably aren't. And I'm okay with that. Um, I have just settled into a, it does not have to be a cinematic masterpiece for me to enjoy it. And I really don't have to. I mean, I will tell the reasons why I enjoy it. But um, sure. I, I shouldn't have to defend why I'm right to have enjoyed it, if that makes sense. Um, I respect so it. I respect that's, it. that's where I land. Um, Star Wars, I think for me, the sort of like a core fandom, the story is told, ended with Siege of Mandalore in 2020. Mm -hmm. Like, I think... I think it ended with Siege That's of Mandalore in the Clone yeah. Wars finale in 2020. Because episodes one through six and the Clone Wars are all George Lucas. And the core sort of my fandom is, is that, you know, this was George Lucas's story. This is the story that he told. It was his passion project. And whatever, like, Back in the day when Lucas was running the franchise and people complained that during the Clone Wars that he would change things from the expanded universe, now Legends, he people got mad about that. And I'm like, it's his sandbox. It belongs to him. Like, he has graciously yeah. let you play yeah. in the sandbox and make money out of his own sandbox. So, yep. you know, yep. if he wants to change things, he always said that um, he only had one book about the expanded universe that he referenced, which was a Star Wars encyclopedia, because his thought was, if I have an idea, I'm going to check this encyclopedia to make sure that, make, to see if anyone else has done it, and then I'll just go with that. <laughs> like, <laughs> to just go with that. And That's so wild. he never read any of that. That's he got funny. notes and such for like, especially with like the movie novelizations. And I think that ended for sure. me with 2020. I did not like the sequels. I did not... It's weird. I like seven. I like eight. I like nine. I think the trilogy is not good. I, I like each movie I find individually has its merits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Including Rise of Skywalker and yeah. Palpatine bringing down a whole fleet of ships with his lightning. Like, that's that's a pew pew. Oh my gosh. Eight-year-old me is very happy with that scene. Your Neanderthal brain is sparking <laughs> up and you're going, this is yes. cool. There and was a moment in, in Kenobi I won't say what it was, but where I did kind of peek up and go sure. like, 
<laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> rocks. That's all I'll say. Like <laughs> rocks. And it was just, and so everything from this point forward, and unfortunately, I don't think Disney knows fully how to move forward. Mandalorian worked under Favreau mm-hmm. and Filoni. I had I had had worked under Favreau and Filoni. Deborah Chow, it was it was middling for me. High Republic has its highs and High Republic has its lows on the pub on the publishing side. And some and unfortunately yep. some of the lows are infected by my infected by my internet brain where I read this part of the book and go, I could see the angry YouTube video now. Not that necessarily this was a bad story. That this was a bad story. And so from this point on, everything kind of this, the canon for me is one through six and the Clone Wars and Rebels. Rebels is sort of honorary canon because it was basically Filoni saying, dear George Lucas, I love you here. Like, (laughs) 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 like, (laughs) dear See, and it's funny because for me, I can't say the way I think about it for any Mm -hmm. fandom at all, sports, books, movies, anything. I remember when Kentucky basketball was in um, the the finals, uh, they're in the championship game and it's getting down to, I mean, it's, I mean, again, they, they have these, you know, March Madness games. It's late at night, the viewers, and I remember my dad gets up in the fourth quarter of the game and starts to go off to bed. Second half, I forget what college was at the time. And he starts to go to bed. And I went, Dad, what are you doing? Why are, why are you going to bed right now? And he said, because I got work in the morning. And I said, yeah, but we're in the championship. We're about to win the game, probably, but it's a close game. And he goes, son, if they win tomorrow, if they win, or they lose tonight, tomorrow, I still got to go to work. Doesn't put any money in my pocket, and it doesn't change the look of my life. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the way I viewed all of these other fandoms. At you know the end of the day, my life isn't any different whether Kenobi turns out great or turns out horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't change my world if the next Harry Potter movie is garbage. Mm-hmm doesn't change my world if star wars decides that now they're gonna be um you know space magic and everyone uses a wand and star wars is now harry potter for space and indiana jones is wearing a pink tutu i i really don't care there's not a franchise out there that changes my life I just, there's nothing out there that's sacred to me in terms of movies or fandom. And at the end of the day, the movies I like, I'll rewatch. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if you like them or not. I've got them. I mean, Allie and I were talking about it with uh, Oblivion. Uh, it's kind of res- like had a resurgence after Joseph Kaczynski's run with Top Gun mm-hmm. Maverick being phenomenal. And people are like, oh my goodness, his work is actually decent. I'm like, yeah, Oblivion was good. I've got it on Blu-ray. But Rotten Tomatoes said it was like a 50% movie. Yeah. And Allie and I are like, no, no, it's not. It's a great movie. And I don't have to justify my likes. I don't have to justify my, my dislikes. It's a lot of fun to discuss without, it. But at the end of the day, I really do like sharing these positive things without, with you guys. Because without going, it's a lot more without fun going into the nitty gritty, the world is in a dark place right now. It, it yes. just things yes. are kind of falling apart all over things are kind of falling apart all over the place and unfortunately in the united states of america at this time politics infects everything and our tribes it's really crazy that we're recording this in uh 1920 wait no it's not 1920s oh it's really great that we're recording this podcast in 2002 no wait no uh, it's really good that you're saying <laughs> yeah. this now in 2013 no wait oh it's always been this uh, way and it's always going to be politics, this way and it's never going to be any better ever <laughs> politics <Crazy>. has infected <laughs> everything and in the social media age it just we get it all we get bombarded with it all the time we have our echo chambers and we have our silos and we have our reasons to be angry. Yep. We are all primed as a society to be angry. And at the end of the, 
And it's a lot more fun when you're yeah. not angry. I'll just yeah, say it's like we're also primed to be we're also primed to be angry. And I'm a lawyer, so I'm kind of more attuned to the goings-ons of what's going on in the world than the average person. The average person. And so I see a lot of this stuff as this is I'm trying to have fun and I'm trying to take a break. I'm trying to have fun. And so it's like, you know, you know, and like when stuff like in the High Republic happens and I see the politics interject both good and bad come in and it just I the angry YouTube video in my head just sullies my enjoyment of it. I'm just like, where what have what has yeah. happened? What has yeah. happened at the end of the day? Trust me, it's sometimes it's fun to rag on yeah. certain things. But other times it's just unnecessary and you're just adding more negativity. You're just, into you're the just world. adding more so, negativity. And I hope in this show in particular, we can have our critiques, we can have our criticisms uh, of things, we can talk about things. And I hope at some point we get into more serious discussions on life and sure. life. And we, we can have a couple spinoff episodes that are because a doctor and lawyer walk into a bar. You know, we, what are they going to talk? What about? are they going Let's to talk be about? Honest, yeah. What are we going to talk about? We will, we will talk about serious stuff. Yeah. Which reminds me, guys, we do need to set up with Tom. And uh, if you have wandered into our our wonderful little mm. pub here, and you're a few booths down, uh, we retroactively either apologize or uh, invite <laughs> you to pull up a chair next time, please. <laughs> Drop us any questions uh, at our email. It's doctor and a lawyer. Uh, sorry, doctor and lawyer at Outlook. Send us some emails. Give us some ideas. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can follow us on Instagram at doctor and lawyer podcast or on Twitter at doctor and lawyer. And you can find us on our own website at doctorandlawyer.show. And we are so. also on YouTube, the YouTube channel, doctor yes, and lawyer. YouTube. Cody has been. Cody's been cranking I've been, those out. I've been Great trying time, to, I've been getting, slowly getting through the backlog. My um, Intel MacBook Air, uh, as I'm rendering <laughs> this video. It can only do so this. much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we will um do you hear that is that an airplane taking off no it's a macbook air for everyone's reference and edification all these links will be down in the show notes well guys it's been fun uh i'll settle up with tom and uh i think cody you've got the next round next time we're here yep sounds good all right guys have a good night all right see ya Yeah. <laughs>